This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. We're going to get straight into this session, which is all about how to facilitate a business sustainability workshop and why your organization will benefit and when to have one as well. I'll help you with getting started, your preparation and planning and thinking through your sustainable workshop resources and materials. I'll give you an agenda with some activities that you can do to bring people together and get them thinking differently and collaborating on sustainability for your business and some tips to make those ideas happen for when you get out of the room at the end of the session. So just as a reminder, in terms of a sustainable business, what is it? We're talking about having a business that isn't just about profit. It's also about making a profit and performing well, but in a way that benefits and contributes positively to the people it serves and the planet, communities, and so on. It's doing business in a way that at least does no harm and preferably put something back in. And we know from lots of research by organisations like Deloitte and others that those companies that have people and planet at the heart of their purpose, as well as profit, outperform those who don't. They outperform those companies who are only purely profit focus. They last longer, they grow faster, people are happier that work for them and customers are happier and all of those things as well. So there's lots of evidence to support this. And of course, businesses are a big, important driver, the economic you know, engine in the world. And businesses can make a real difference when it comes to climate change and are moving things forward. So that's what we're talking about. It's of increasing importance because of climate change and the priority that we've got in terms of looking after the world, its species, our resources, and Customer demand is driving businesses down a more sustainable route as well. Customers are being more discerning about what they buy and who they buy it from and the values of those organizations and the behaviors. And it's great for, of course, you know, attracting and retaining people, great talented people, because they want to be part of something that's greater than just making money in the main. I've talked a lot about this in more detail in a previous show, which is all about sustainable business model innovation. So have a look at that. There's an article on the bigbangpartnership.co.uk website, or you can have a look on the YouTube channel and you'll see the video for it there as well. So, So do check that out if you've not seen that already. What is a business sustainability workshop? Well, for me, it's a structured collaborative session. It's aimed at generating an action plan to help you get to a more sustainable business model. It brings together stakeholders, employees, maybe some experts as well, subject matter experts, potentially some consultants if you work with them as well, some environmental or other consultants to assess what you're currently doing, your current practices find areas for improvement and then 
figure out some strategies and initiatives that will align with your business's environmental, social and economic sustainability goals. So when we're thinking about sustainability, we're thinking in the round, we're thinking about environmental considerations. We're also thinking about social community, you know, broader concerns as well. So you can think about sustainability in its widest sense. And I encourage you to do that. And you need one, you know, I suggest when you are thinking about developing a comprehensive sustainability strategy for the first time, or maybe you've had a strategy for a while and you think, well, it needs updating or we need to give it a reboost, you know, things have moved on or energies have changed, you know, we've taken our focus off it, we started strong, now we need to go back and give it a bit of a lift. So this is a really good way of doing that and rebooting it or starting from the beginning. It can be either. If you want to improve a specific activity, product or service, so you can take this approach for an entire business, or you can zoom in and look at one particular part of the business, a department or a production process or a particular product or service. You might want to do it if there are some changes to regulation in the market that affect you, that are really you know, making you think about looking again. So I know lots of organizations are looking again at biodiversity, net gain, and, and really thinking about achievement of, of how on course they are towards their net zero targets as well. And if you are looking to achieve more sustainable supply chain management as well. So so you can use these for a number of scenarios in your organization. And you can also do some deep dives into specific topics. So you might want to work through you know, these one at a time or really you know, zoom in on something such as energy efficiency, climate action, waste reduction might be a topic, thinking about the product life cycle assessment. You might want to do something specific on diversity and inclusion. I don't specifically cover that here, but it might be something for you to consider for another session. And sustainable procurement are all ideas of themes that you might want to zoom in on and focus on too. Now, if you're just getting started and you're thinking, well, we've been you know, trying to reduce our carbon footprint, we're working towards net zero, we're aiming in general to be more sustainable, but we don't really have a sustainability strategy as such yet. And you're thinking about, well, where do we start? Some good prompts to get you thinking might be to look at the United Nations Sustainable development goals. So there are 17 of these and you can have a think about these and, and decide which ones are most applicable and have, you know, it can give you the biggest sustainability wins for your business. You might want to focus on some of these or maybe aim for all of them. I mean, that depends on the size of business and what you do. These goals are things like no poverty, zero hunger, health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water, sanitation, much more besides responsible consumption and production, sustainable cities and communities. Climate action is in there as well. So I'm going to really focus on areas of decarbonisation, of being more efficient, of thinking about using less energy. So those sorts of topics in the activities that I'm going to share with you now. You could use that as a starting point and say, okay, let's let's look at these sustainable development goals and decide where we're going to focus first. You also might like to consider the donut model. So the donut economics model, and this is about social and planetary boundaries. And essentially what the donut model is saying is that if you imagine the dough 
you know, the stuff that the donut's made of. That's a safe and just space for humanity and a great place for, you know, ecologically for the environment and a good fair economy as well. So that's the donut itself. Now, the hole in the middle of the donut is where there's a shortfall. So there's a shortfall of things like water, energy, housing, gender equality, all of those types of things. But we're having an overshoot in areas such as ozone layer depletion, air pollution, biodiversity loss, land conversion, and other areas. So what we need to do is to bring back in the areas we overshoot, and we need to expand the areas where we've got a shortfall to create this space, which is the donut itself, which is the ideal place to be. So by having a look at that, that model, there are numerous elements to it and it might just give you some jumping off points to start thinking about your sustainability strategy if you're in the beginning stages. DonutEconomics.org is the place to go if you're interested in exploring that more. Okay, so you've decided roughly where you're going to start in terms of your sustainability workshop and the things you want to focus on. It's important to really consider where you can get the most traction and make the biggest difference, make the biggest impact. So your data can help you to do that. But think about how you can make the most material difference. So materiality is things that are significant. Where can you get the best wins, the best gains through your actions? I do recommend if you like reading, there's a great book. It's recently out. It's called The Sustainable Business Handbook, A Guide to Becoming More Innovative, Resilient and Successful. And there's a great chapter on materiality and, and how you can do this if you want a deeper dive. It's by David Grace and Chris Coulter and Mark Lee. The key principle really is, you know, start where you can make the most difference. Don't be just really busy doing lots of small things that aren't stacking up too much. Go for those areas that you feel you can progress the most. And when you're planning your business sustainability workshop and preparing what you're going to be doing, remember that great innovation and problem solving always starts with thinking about what are those problems that are worth solving. Think about what it is you want to achieve. Think about the target state you want to get to and what would be a really good problem or challenge statement for your workshop. So that would be something like um, how might we achieve X or how might we reduce our carbon footprint by Y. So have a really clear mission, problem or a challenge statement for your sustainability workshop. Think about some key questions that you want answered in that workshop and be realistic about that. You know, don't try and do too much. Try and be really focused in terms of the scope of what you're going to be covering. And think as well about what data you will need. So once you've decided where you're going to focus, you'll need some data. If you are thinking about reducing your carbon footprint, it would be useful, wouldn't it, to know what your carbon footprint looks like at the moment. Or maybe you need to start measuring your carbon footprint. What sort of data do you need to measure if you're not already doing so? How might you get that? What is that looking like? So think about what data you've got. What's your baseline? What are you using at the moment? How much energy? How much water? All of those things that are relevant to the topic you've picked. What are the trends? And get those ready to share, maybe circulated in advance so that people can have a think about them. And of course, get the right people in the room. That's the same for any workshop. And it's the same for this one as well. And of course, as part of your planning and preparation, please do think about the materials and resources that you will be using. 
I've got the six R's here to think about, which are, you know, rethink uh, what you'll be doing and how you're doing it. Reduce the use of stuff. Don't use more stuff than you need to. What can you reuse, recycle, repair, repurpose, all of those things. So in delivering your business sustainability workshop, you want to do that in a sustainable way as possible. So think about, do you really need to use any paper? If you choose to use paper, can you use recycled paper? And can you make sure that anything with a sticky back can be recycled, reused afterwards, for instance? You might want to use whiteboards. If you're doing things online, that would, of course, save travel. Really think through about how can you make this a sustainably focused workshop as possible through the resources that you use? So I will use a lot of old, read many times, discarded magazines and newspapers as prompts for things. Sometimes I will use junk like old cereal boxes and stuff like that if I'm using question cards and other resources and you know use the back of those. And sometimes if I want people to be really creative, I use junk modelling. So clean waste, getting people to create things, build things using old boxes, tubes, bottles and so on. Do think that through because the last thing you want to be doing is talking about business sustainability and then not really thinking through Um, how you're doing that with the group in the session itself. So now we're getting to your agenda for your business sustainability workshop. And here's what I suggest. You start off with an introduction, the purpose of the session, why you're here and setting the scene in terms of where your organization is at so that people can get you know, the minds into the subject matter rather, remind themselves while they're there and get started. I would also at that stage share the challenge or problem statements, you know, the the mission for the workshop, the thing that you want to tackle and answer while you're all together in terms of how you're going to do things and how you're going to move things forward. I also recommend for everything a warm-up or an icebreaker. I think it's really important People have probably been doing something else, thinking about something else, running around, you know, getting things done for them to come in and start to focus on the matter in hand and switch out of what they were thinking about into what you need them to think about in the session. Mentimeter, which some people know as Menti, has a great sustainability workshop, warm-up, icebreaker thing online. So it's it's like a polling tool. If you've not seen it, go to mentimeter.com. They've got some specific questions and you can just plug and play and start with those. So have a look at that if you want some ideas. It's good to have some lightning talks after you've done a warm-up. So what a lightning talk is, rather than a long, boring, you know, drawn out presentation, it's 10, 15 minutes max of really focused, inspirational, informative, helpful information in terms of where the business is at right now and where it wants to be. So you can get people from outside the business to talk about what they've done and talk about their journey and what they've learned. So you can be inspired by them. You can get people from within the business who know the data to talk through things and say where things are at. You can also get people in to give explainers on key sustainability concepts and principles as well to you know to bring people up to speed and inspire them so the purpose of the lightning talk is that people start off with a good base of information against which they can innovate then we're into thinking about what questions do you need to answer ideation activities which ideas you're going to select action planning next steps and close and i'll go into those stages in a bit more detail so you've decided your mission for your business sustainability workshop, but there'll be some sub questions that sit underneath that. 
So for instance, if you're saying, well, how might we reduce our carbon footprint? There might be some sub-questions, which is, well, how might we use less energy? Or how might we use different energy? How might we change people's behaviours to save more energy, for instance, if energy is part of what you're doing? So get people to think about what are those how might we questions that sit underneath that broader mission that you've got for your workshop. These are how might we questions that are used in a lot of sprint activities, design sprints, innovation sprint activities. And all you do is you get people to write the how might we questions down and get them clustered. And then you can start to ideate, have ideas in terms of how to answer those questions as the next step. And what I've got for you in these next steps now as we move into the ideation, the idea generation phase of your agenda are just some different tools you can use to prompt discussion and prompt ideas. In my previous show, I explained the difference between a linear economy and a circular economy. If we think about being more circular, circularity, that means that we're thinking about what we're going to do with something that we have bought, consumed, created, produced at the end of its useful life and making sure there isn't any waste. If there is any waste, it's minimal, but that things are you know, reused, repaired, recycled, repurposed, um, all of those things so that we're, we're really minimizing that waste. So using the concept of circularity, thinking about how things are produced, how they're distributed, how they're consumed, what happens when they're consumed, can be really, really good to get people prompted to think in a different way. You can use the six R's of circularity, which I've referred to earlier, which are rethink, how can you do this differently? Do you need to do it at all if it's an activity in the business? So refuse, can you stop doing some stuff? Can you reduce, reuse, recycle, repair? So using those six R's as prompts as well can be really good at getting people to think in different ways. Again, I mentioned how to map your product or service journey to find ways for a new sustainable business model in my previous show. But this works really well as, as an ideation tool in your sustainable business model innovation workshop. Just you know, put yourself in the shoes of the product or service that you deliver for your customers and go through that step by step from even before you have it, it might be that you buy something in or you buy things in, you do something with it, you know, go right back and put yourself in the product or services shoes and travel that journey step by step and really think about every single stage and, and how you can make that more sustainable, how you can use less energy, how you can reduce waste, how you can you know, minimize transportation all of that sort of stuff. Think about storage and, and how things are getting to the customers. Think about the packaging things are in, how things are put together. Think about you know people and how it feels for the people working on the product or service at this, these different stages and what you can do to support people as well along those processes. And mapping the product or service journey, the very, very start to the very, very end, including what happens when the product or service has been used, it's finished, it's consumed, it's disposed of, and thinking about the circularity of that can give you loads and loads of really great ideas that you can action and start to move forward. 
Another good favorite is a standard ideation tool, which is Scamper. And Scamper stands for substitute, combine, adapt, modify, put to other use, eliminate, and reverse. So when you're thinking about things that you buy in your business, you could think, well, what could we substitute, combine, adapt? You know, So you're using the Scamper words as prompts to think about what you could do differently. And this works really, really well. I've used it quite a lot in energy efficiency workshops. So sustainability that's focused on reducing energy usage, using energy more wisely, and using different forms of energy and it's been really, really effective. It's very, very simple, as often the best things are very simple. You could also, to help generate ideas, take a lead from lean thinking. And lean thinking is all about, you know, how do you reduce waste? How do you make things as streamlined as possible for the maximum efficiency and the best, uh, most consistent quality? And there's a great model in as part of lean thinking, which is called the deadly wastes model. And the acronym for the tool, the deadly wastes tool is downtime. And the D stands for defects. So you want to be, you know, looking at how can you minimize defects? The O stands for overproduction, which is, you know, where you're making too many, there's going to be waste there. W is for waiting. Any waiting unnecessarily, you know, hanging around between stages is causing waste, isn't it? The N stands for non-value added processing. So things you're doing and adding in that don't really make much of a difference and not positively contributing to your product or service or business. And I find actually when I do a lot of process reviews with businesses and rapid process improvements workshops, there's lots of things that people are doing just because they've always done them that way and not really thought through, do we really still need to be doing this? So it's that sort of stuff. The T in downtime is for transportation, moving things around and how you're doing that. Inventory is the I. Having stock takes up space. It usually needs heating, lighting, security, and all of that, as well as tying up your cash. So you don't want more inventory than you need. Motion waste is moving things around, you know, shuffling things about when you don't need to. For instance, you might have a warehouse, and you might have some stuff over there and, you, and some stuff over here, but you keep needing to be moving things around to get things in rather than actually just plan that a lot better. That warehouse might be in the back of your shop. It could be a big industrial warehouse or whatever, but just to give you an idea, it might be in your factory, on your production site. And then the E, the final one is employees underutilized or unutilized talent. You've got great resources in your people if the business is more than you. Even if you are working on your own, there's a team of people, suppliers, and providers that you work with. They see things, they know things, they've got ideas. So it's about tapping into that as well. So you can use this really nice deadly wastes downtime framework as prompts to get people to come up with, with sustainable ways of moving forward for each. And then you can use uh, the final one, I think, is what if. You know, what if we had solar energy? What if we used tidal? What if we used, you know, had hydrogen? So that's different energy scenarios. Or what if everybody had to walk to work? What if, you know, we did things completely? What if we had no packaging? So you can create a number of scenarios and explore those scenarios. And there might not be scenarios that you achieve in reality or that you want to achieve in reality. But by asking those questions, you give yourselves some really good ideas of things that you could possibly do that would be quite practical. 
out. No, there's one more on ideation, and that's thinking about people's behaviour. You know, a lot of sustainability is about how we behave and the choices we make. It's not just about the stuff that we do. The behaviour of people drives all of that. Getting people to identify and just list down what behaviour do we want to change or build on. This could be simple things like switching the lights off, taking the train instead of driving long distances, you know, cycling to work, those sorts of things. So they don't have to be big things, just lots of small behaviours. Think about who demonstrates this behaviour and why you want to change or build on that behaviour. And I've included build on as well as change because change is things that, you know, maybe aren't you're not doing at all or that you don't think are particularly helpful. But it's good to have things to build on, things that you are doing well and you want to do more of. And that can be really motivational to have things that you're doing well and you want to do more of. And there's lots of reasons for that. It's very motivational and our attention drives our actions. So if you're focusing on things we're good at, then we'll do more of those things. So there's lots of evidence around that as well. I'm trying to give you, you know, all sorts of ideas for you to go away and pick the things that will work for you. It's not about doing all of them. You can do anything you like, but it's doing it all at the same time that is the challenge. So don't try and do everything at the same time. Think about what are your quick wins? Which are the things that you can do and deliver really quickly that are going to have a really nice you know, significant impact for you. There might be some major projects in there as well. Things that are going to take you a bit longer, going to be a bit more effort, need more planning, maybe need some investment, but actually they're going to be good for you longer term. But don't get distracted by things that really aren't going to make a difference or that you're just going to slog away at and they're not going to pay off for you from a sustainability and a business perspective. So prioritize, you know, always coming back to this sense of materiality of what will give you the biggest wins what will give you you know the greatest return on your effort and investment and when I say return not just financial return I'm talking about a broader sustainability return as well we need to balance the two and it's great to get the best ideas the ones that you've identified both as quick wins and as your major projects to get them mapped out as an idea in the workshop it's great i get people to complete a canvas which has something like giving the idea a catchy title you know what's it targeting what problem is the idea solving from a sustainability perspective what are the headline elevator pitch details for it and a bit about the solution and if people do know and they're able to say what do they think it'll cost and what do they think the benefits will be both from a sustainability perspective but also from maybe a financial perspective as well you know a lot of these sustainability actions will help you perform more profitably as a business if you communicate the sustainable actions really well and you're doing it honestly and transparency we don't want any greenwashing right you know needs to be very values driven but if you're doing good work and you're making progress you need to tell customers about that and communicate that in the right way and that will drive customer loyalty and help you with your sales and if you're working more efficiently and you know using less energy using less packaging doing things in a more efficient sustainable manner then that will take some cost out of the business as well so you can be more cost efficient as you know so it's not it's not all about this having to cost a lot of money all the time there are things you can do that will drive sales 
and save you some money as well. But having the ideas mapped out so everybody's clear on them will enable a good action plan and follow through for the next stages and making it happen. So I hope that's useful. There are lots more blogs and articles on how to become a greener, more sustainable business and to facilitate this on the bigbangpartnership.co.uk website. If you want to have a look at some free stuff that you can download, go there and do forward slash resources. Thank you so much. And I'll be back very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.